today uh, on our, our Everyday Dancers podcast, we've got uh, Jackie, um, Jacqueline Lasso. Um, yeah, she's an awesome dancer, uh, better on the dance floor, um, does so many different styles, whacking, voguing, light feet. Um, yeah, and is just like a really awesome cat and feel uh, a lot of people in the scene look up to her and teaches and travels a lot. And anyway, I just think I'll pass it over to her to just kind of say a bit, um, a bit more. And you can tell us maybe how you got started into dancing. Well, I got started dancing um, like formally. I got started dancing when I was really young. I was about five, five or six. And my mom and my mom asked me because she'd set my sister to ballet classes, and she asked me whether I wanted to do ballet classes or stay home and watch TV. I remember her specifically saying that to me. And I actually went, I thought about it. I actually did think about it. And I said, I think I want to stay home and watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Probably my brain didn't understand that it's like, no, you can do both, you know, but it was just like, I don't know why she framed it like that, but I just chose TV because I was like, no, like TV is my world, you know. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Back in the 80s, you know, like many movies, like, (laughs) you know, The Wizard of Oz and Xanadu and stuff like that and Grease. Like I couldn't live without those movies. Yeah. But anyway, she she decided to send me anyway. And so Mm. then I just started um, doing uh, ballet. I did ballet tap. And I think I just did ballet and tap classes to start off with. And, um, and that's how I started doing it formally. Yeah. Um, informally, we always danced in my family because we come from Uruguay and there's always, it, there is a dance culture in Uruguay. It's just, mm. there's a lot of, you know, it's Latin. So, you know, Latin America. So all our parties always had salsa music and, you know, all different kinds of Latin music. And we were just always up dancing, you know, oh, wow. One of my earliest memories of Uruguay, I was born in Australia, but I went back to Uruguay when I was like three. Yeah. One of my earliest memories of Uruguay, first of all, how amazing the yogurt was over there. I always remember the taste of the yogurt. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I remember other things as well, but one very vivid memory was watching an auntie of mine. She's actually my mother's cousin, but we just call them aunts because they're all really close. Mm. And... Um, and I was watching her dancing and she had this beautiful red dress on and she was just swaying her hips. And mm. I remember looking at her and looking at her the same way that I looked at Linda Carter because she had like big blue eyes and, you know, big brown hair and the way she moved was so beautiful. I remember looking at her and trying to emulate her moves. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's when you were three. That's when I was three, yeah. Wow. So I only get like little snippets, you know, when you, you, know, you, when you think about your youth like your really early, early memories. They're just yeah. like, they're almost like little film snapshots of almost like you're watching it. And then was like, you know, seventies kind of like projector with the rolling sound and everything, you know? Yeah. So that's what I remember trying to emulate my auntie dancing and the way she moved her hips. That's a really beautiful memory. I really like that. Um, yeah. And I really like how you kind of spoke about, yeah, like giving this analogy with this like 70s projector and, you know, talking about like TV programs that you didn't want to miss or like movies like Xanadu and, and Grease. Because I, I know that we share like a love of the 80s. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and I was just wondering if you can maybe, yeah, just talk about, I don't know, like, yeah, you're, you're like, um, I don't know, maybe your influences or like how you, you feel 
inspired by the eighties or like things that have shaped your, your dance and, and maybe in, in your character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, for sure. Um, the movies that I used to watch when I was younger. And if you grew up in Australia in the eighties, you know that every Saturday night at eight thirty, you could tune in. I think it was channel 10 and you'd get Bill Collins and he would be presenting a movie for that night. And it was always like an old classic and it was either Hitchcock or, you know, Gone with the Wind or Cleopatra, or it was one of these big musicals. And so I used to, I used to watch a lot of that stuff when I was younger. Um, so I was very influenced by Gene Kelly and Judy Garland, you know, which wasn't my era, but in the eighties, like you watched those movies, you know, you went to the video store, you know, and also you, you know, Xanadu was probably one of my biggest influences, the opening scene, I'm alive. Um, and just watching those women do those layouts and those kicks and they just looked so free and mm. so like liberated and so beautiful that I just always like really looked up to it. Plus I love electric black orchestra and I loved mm. living. So that was like, believe it or not, when I do whacking, I really channel a lot of the women that I used to watch as a little girl, mm. as a little girl in the eighties, I used to watch women dancing and I took their style because it's not, you take their style, but you're so influenced by the way they move and the way that we moved in the eighties anyway, you know, you know, the big dramatic moves and the body rolls and, you know, all of that stuff is stuff that actually, funnily enough, I bring out a lot when I do whacking, when I do whacking full out, because sometimes you're just doing the arms at the club or whatever. But when I really get into that character, I'm emulating what I grew up with and what inspired me as a young girl. Um, so Xanadu definitely, um, obviously, you know, there was Grease, there was Breaking, of course. I was very influenced by like the 80s funk of the time and 80s pop music, Michael Jackson. Like I didn't, I didn't know who the bands were, you know, exactly. I, I didn't sort of know it like that or I didn't know all the words, but it's just that sound was the backdrop of my childhood. Mm. So I really, really, really connect to it. 80s funk. Just love it. Love 80s pop too. Not all 80s pop, not the overplayed stuff, but like something like Rain from Dragon or Choir Boys, you know, stuff. Yeah. I think we all get influenced by what we grow up with. But um, yeah, I um, yeah, that's the stuff that, you know, everyone says like, you know, your first love is the strongest, you know. <laughs> like when you, oh, wow. first, nice. when you yeah. first like, fell in love with someone, it's just like, it's always the strongest because like your innocent eyes, your soul never experienced anything until the point where you laid your eyes on whatever it was, you know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> whatever yeah. it was, whether it was a song, whether it was, you know, the first, yeah. So that's always going to have like the biggest impact on us and the biggest influence. So, yeah. So, um, so Xanadu and of course like breaking and all that stuff you know, at our parties, like I never did it, but my brother and his friends would always do break dancing and some of my older cousins. Oh. Like there, there are photos of us in our flat in Liverpool where literally you see the guys on their heads and you see the legs in the air and the whole family's just sitting around watching. It. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our like, you know, two, three bedroom apartment or two bedroom apartment in Liverpool, you know, all these like yeah. Uruguayan or Argentine, Chilean, like these South Americans is like watching these guys like spitting on their <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I think, yeah, as a kid, like that, and this is purely the 80s because, of course, I know you're passionate as well about the 90s 
and the whole the nineties was like this whole other beast as well, especially when it came to hip hop and R and B. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um. Oh, it sounds it sounds really cool just being surrounded by that growing up. Um. And I guess yeah, you were speaking about like strong female figures, you know, like Olivia Newton John and like emulating that and whacking. I just and it it's been really cool to see you. Um, be quite involved in the street dance scene in Sydney and especially like with a lot of like the female battles that are kind of happening and judging a lot. And yeah, it seems that, um, yeah, that you're taking a lot of people under your wing as well. And like, it seems like bringing up, um, I don't know, just from a distance, it seems like being that for like, um, you know, other women like new to the scene as well. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. I just, yeah. Wondering like, if you can talk a bit more about like maybe the yeah the, like the the scene in Sydney like and maybe like in, internationally as well and like like how who inspires you in terms of like uh, either women in the scene and what you think about um, the scene for women in general. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, so Sydney has as you know part of it. It's got a really nice. I feel very comfortable in the Sydney scene. We have a very supportive, um, small but super passionate um, dance scene. And, um, you know, and when I came into it in, what, 2006, 2007, you know, <clears throat> I had done dancing prior to that, but I didn't really find street dance until that time. And <clears throat> back in those days, I can't, to be honest, I can't remember any women, not that, saying that there wasn't any women around that time. But when I was coming in, like Mel Hitchcock definitely was someone who inspired me and she was like my teacher for a long time and she was actually a B-girl. I was, I was only doing her hip-hop classes for a little while and then she was a B-girl and therefore I, I started to like training breaking with her and then I started to look for other teachers and other studios. So I went to dance school, which is pretty, pretty much the only studio I was teaching breaking at that time. And then, um, yeah, and then as I, as I got further and further into street styles, then, yeah, then that kind of became my world. And, um, <clears throat> and I got so passionate about it, of course, I, I went overseas. I went to New York and I lived there for five years where I, where I picked up a lot of these other styles. Mm. Um, so in terms of, like, women, I can't say that when I was starting out that other than Mel Hitchcock, like, I can't think of any other one, any other woman who was inspiring me at that time. Um, but I did used to watch cause I, I definitely fell in love with house dance by a Leo and, <clears throat> and I would in 2011, I used to get on YouTube and I used to watch B-Boy Hoedown battle in Texas. I used to watch just a in France and I was always really inspired by, um, uh, Clara in terms of females, probably Clara and Marge, Marjorie Smith, two people who really inspired me, um, house dance wise, whacking wise, um, Alyssa and her, her teacher, who I've never learnt with, but when I look at her, I'm closer to her than I am to any other woman in Wacky, and that's Anna Sanchez, who was, who was in Breaking the, the, the Movie. That's Lollipop, Anna Lollipop. Anna Lollipop Sanchez. Oh, cool. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so she's definitely the closest in terms of, like, the style that I love and probably the style that I emulated coming out of the eighties. But then when I saw her, I was like, Oh, that makes total sense. The way she's doing it mm. is, is just speaks to me, 
you know. And even though, like, Leo's a man, but he still really inspired me. And going on from Leo in New York, Brian Greene, Archie, Tyrone, they super-duper inspired me when it came to whacking. Mm. Um, and then in terms of, like, um, in New York, um, probably Marjorie Smart, although I didn't do her classes all the time, I definitely did a lot of them. But I have to say it was more Brian who inspired me um, and who was like my teacher in New York. But in New York, of course, you're part of a social dance scene. So you go to the clubs and, you know, Melanie Aguirre, she's like also like big inspiration for me as well. Um, but, yeah, I, my main teacher, my main teachers were men, you know, even in voguing. When I started voguing, I started voguing with Benny Ninja mm-hmm. and he's, you know, so yeah, like I have to say, it was it has been a lot of men, <laughs> not and, and I didn't think anything of it, you know. Yeah, the way it is. Um, but when I, you know, when I obviously the, the small pockets that I came back to Sydney and I was just like, you know, teaching and, and passing this on, um, you know, obviously I, I taught men and women. So I never sort of I never sort of see in terms of like women or men. Yeah. And the, the only time that I did was when I, when I went to New York and Ladies of Hip Hop Battle. Mm. Um, I decided to go into that, and then then I really enjoyed the kind of I didn't know how I was going to enjoy it, but I actually really really loved just being in a room full of women who were just super duper supportive of each other. Mm. You know, and these were women from all over the world. And I met I met Clementine there. You know, I connected with her, connected with just a whole bunch, you know, um, Lip J, you know, Ibuki. Um, yeah, there's just yeah, it was just it was every people from everywhere. Um, and that was really, really nice. And that's actually today my favorite battle. Oh wow. Women battles, I don't know why. I just it's they're my favorite. I don't know. There's just a feeling of like camaraderie or mm. battles can be a little bit, you know, they can be a little bit scary. Yeah, definitely. You know, it can be a little bit scary. So um, even though I love the diversity of having everyone, um, mm. there is something really special about an all-female battle. And I have to say that I did like two years in a row, Ladies of Hip Hop, and I really, really enjoyed doing those ones. And then in terms of like coming here and teaching what I've learned, um, yeah, I, I, te- I teach both men and women, so I don't, you know, I don't particularly sort of favour one over the other or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's some really strong, beautiful female dancers coming up in Sydney. <clears throat> some amazing, we, we have amazing in every style, poppers, hip-hop, like the women to me are on a par with the men. Um, and if they're not, they're bloody, they're bloody well getting up there, you know. So, yeah, yeah I don't... Um, yeah, it could be like a little bit male-centric, but then it, it's it's not really. I don't know. It's not. Because when I was at the clubs, I never had the idea in New York. I mean, like I'd never had that feeling of like, oh, wow, there's too many men here. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, there was always a lot of women get, getting down, whether they were dancers in the cypher or whether they were just women from New York who were just there to have a good time and party, you know? Yeah. And, and do you think like just going back to like, really enjoying the like the female battles like it's really nice to hear like do you think that's because like maybe they're more supportive of each other like then yeah definitely i think i think um there are a lot i mean i've heard and i certainly felt that way when i was younger 
I was really scared, you know. Yeah. I was really scared. I was really intimidated. I was just, and I didn't even have to be a battle. Like even just when I walked into the club in New York or, you know, like yeah. I was really intimidated because everybody was so good. And when you, when you, when you look up and idolize all these people and it's just like, it's so easy to diminish and forget about your own talents, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when you're, but when you're in that environment, like, it's such a beautiful environment. It's almost like spiritual the first time I walked into the house club because maybe the first one or two songs I was up against the wall, like completely like, I don't know, I can't describe it. So it was spiritual. Like I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I found my home. People were dancing. The music was amazing. The place was alive. People were bouncing off the walls, you know, and there was a part of me that was intimidated, but that died down pretty quick mm. because somebody saw me on the wall and I you know, the music was so good, you can't help them. <laughs> yeah. And then they drag you, they just drag you onto the floor and then you don't walk <laughs> out of that club till 4am and you're you're like dripping. <laughs> and then you go get a slice of pizza, you go home, you have a shower and you go to bed smiling, you know. So it's yeah. just like, yeah, it's just really, um, yeah, it's really, really, it's it's special. And yeah, the, yeah, definitely. Um, there, there are a lot of... Um, females who are yeah you can get a little bit scared a little bit scared not to say there aren't many out there who are fierce and just like fuck that i'm jumping in you know but there there are many who tend to be like a little bit scared i don't know like are we not naturally competitive are we not naturally aggressive like that you know like to put on these displays these exhibits you know maybe some women are but i think a lot of women aren't and so i think sometimes in that situation like you, they are scared. So to, like with the ladies hip hop battle or the ladies night in Sydney, it's such a such a great little sacred space where you know you can come in and just know that you're going to be 100% supported if you fall flat on your face or if you like give an amazing performance or you know like whatever happens. Like we've all been there, and I know that Melbourne have their own um, their own sort of like. Um, event as well that they're holding regular yeah. basis and and that's great and i feel like we need that you know because we just yeah. need that, that very sacred special space for women to be able to come in and just you know feel comfortable yeah no that sounds great and i think it's something that you know that all battles should take out of maybe you know like take take a leaf out of you know that book of you know, from female battles because i think that you know battles can be quite um, scary when you first, you know, enter your first battle, you know, regardless of sex, you know. Sure, for sure. Even the even the word battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm not an aggressive person by any means. I'm not even that competitive. But the word battle, it's like it, it makes you, it conjures up like war, aggression, this, that. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of you know, it's really nice. That's why I think like we vibe a lot like on the dance floor, um, just jamming, and it's really nice just to hear you talk about New York quite a lot, you know, and um yeah and you're like yeah, adventures over there and you know learning a lot from the ogs you know and like in different styles as well um yeah did you want to talk a little bit like more about like how yeah how you ended up over there and like and your experiences and 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 some of your adventures i guess yeah dance adventures like yeah. in new york yeah yeah for sure um new york was incredible I went there for my love of house and because I wanted to see the um you know I wanted to see the culture I wanted to learn with certain teachers 
Um, but I'll be honest with you, I've always wanted to, I, I prior to me even doing any of this, I, I've always had this dream of going to New York. And about 10 years before that, I went to visit my cousin who lived in New Jersey. And um, that was like back in 2005 or something like that. And <clears throat> I wasn't even really dancing at that time. And I remember I was there, I was staying in Jersey and I would go to New York and I would just, I was so jet lagged that I'd only be up at night. So I just would literally go to New York and I'd walk around at night by myself. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember seeing like students coming out of a university. I remember I was just alone. And I just remember watching life on the streets of New York at that time, like at 4am, you know, yeah. or, you know, nighttime to, to, to morning. And I just remember feeling like, I had these pangs, like I wanted to be part of this city, but mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't penetrate it because I wasn't, there was nothing bringing me there, pulling me there. And that was like, so that was then, right? But I always had that feeling of like, this would be a dream, you know? Mm. And then I forgot about that. And then when I got into street dancing, and then I was like, hey, I want to go to New York, you know, to do house and, you know, dance and whatever. And I... It's like, I didn't even think about it at the time, but it was just like, that was that reason that was pulling me there. And then when I got there, it's just like, dance was like this way that I could penetrate the city. Mm. And because for all the traveling that I've done, and I know like you would agree and anyone would agree, like you can go to a city, you can go see the sites, you can go see the, you know, you can be a tourist, get jump on a bus and go see that cathedral and then go see that volcano. But I don't think you really get to know a place or a culture until you start to penetrate and like get to know the people from there, you mm. know, you get to really know the people and the culture and the way that they express themselves and what they eat and what they do their day-to-day lives and the way they talk to their kids, the songs they sing, how they party, how, you know, all that stuff. When you, when you get into see that level of a place, then mm. I feel that you really, then you really know it and then you really experience it. And I feel like, when I went to New York, like I had a purpose to be there. I was there to dance, you know? Mm. So even though I was there completely alone, I didn't know anyone. It didn't matter because I had this passion that was just like drawing me there Mm. and just drew me under the current of New York. And it was just so many beautiful things happened, you know? And it was just like this wave, this energy from, I went to the classes from that first time I walked into the club, the friends I made, the people I met, you know, I just, one night I just decided to go to like this, this jazz bar and it was uh, like a, a Monday musician's night jam and like anyone could go. Richie Canada, who was like Billy Joel's saxophone player, he's like would always hold this jam on Monday night and wow. anyone could come. And so it would attract just so much talent because there's so much talent in New York and New mm. Jersey. And I, I walked in that night, you know, I knew about this night because I'd seen a friend's post on Facebook. She was a jazz singer and she you know, she'd taken a picture with someone famous at this, at this bar. And I said, oh, what, what bar was that? I want to see music. And she said, yeah, yeah, go to the cutting room. So I went to the cutting room and I walk in and the first person I see is the dad of my soon-to-be boyfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he introduced me to Brian and then I got oh. to Brian that night. And that was just, you know, and then Brian, I ended up, he ended up being my boyfriend. And I ended up going back to live in New York with him. So it was just like, it was all this serendipity, Um, you know, but of course, like the dance was what drew me there and I did so much of it. And I was just so incredibly inspired by the teachers, by the energy, especially by the club. Mm. And then just, just by New York as well, because New York has just so many 
Um, you know, New York is like you walk around the streets of New York or you're in the subway. The air, I always say, like the air is just thick with opportunity. You know, this mm. is. It's like that West Side Story song where he talks about something coming and he doesn't know what it is, but it's going to be great. You know, <laughs> I, lived, <laughs> I lived in New York, even if yeah. life might have been shit, life might have been great. But I, there was always that feeling that the air was pregnant with opportunity or that something was going to happen, you know, and something always did <laughs> because <laughs> there's just like so much chance with encounter. So, yeah. So New York was like this whole other this whole other world for me and, and I feel like I found my spiritual home because of dance but then because of all these other layers and of course it you know one thing led to another and I and I ended up meeting Rob and you know and I ended yeah. up having this beautiful life there and so yeah so it's it's incredible what happens when you go beyond your fence you know yeah yeah definitely I guess I was I know that there's a lot that you've spoken about and we could go in so many different like tangents as well, but I just, I guess like one of the things that I think a lot of people know you by, and I just really enjoy like seeing you like dance, like when you like and teaching like, like voguing and it's just, um, you know, you've spoken a little bit about it, but I was just wondering if you can tell me like how you came to first take your first voguing class and who you learned from and then, I know now as well that you teach and that you have your is it House of Luna? Is is that right? Um, yeah. And just how yeah, how all of that yeah came about. Yeah. Yeah. So I took my first bow class um, with Archie Burnett, um, who's in the House of Ninja. And Archie Burnett was uh, is someone that I actually learnt whacking with. Like in two thousand and eight, when I went to New York for the first time, I took his whack. I took many like other working classes, but he was, I took his working class and Archie's like this. Uh, I can't describe it. He's a legend. I mean, he's like a, a, a like pillar of like or staple of the underground New York dancing and has been for a long time, you know, like I, I don't know exactly how old he is now, but I'm talking like Tyrone Proctor's generation, yeah. maybe just below it. Um, but definitely willing ninjas. So, Archie used to dance with Willie Ninja. In fact, a lot of the Vogas used to go to the house clubs. They had their own balls, like the ballroom scene in New York in the 80s and the 90s, but they used to go to the house clubs. And house clubs used to be gay, you know. It kind of came out of that disco culture and house clubs were like this place where people could go that didn't fit anywhere else. Mm. Because, you know, to be a homosexual back then, you know, you could just be shot on the on the street, you know. On top of that, you were dealing with AIDS, you know, plus discrimination, plus this, plus that. So these the house clubs, you know, were this place that all these different minority groups could diverge who were on the fringes of society, but then they'd come and they'd be part of this place where anyone was accepted. Mm. And that's one beautiful thing about houses, you know, it's just like it is really free. It is really beautiful. Yeah, we have house dance steps you know, all of this, but even before the house dance steps became house dance steps, this was a culture, this was this place, this very sacred space where people, you know, could come and be who they were. And um, so that's beautiful. But anyway, the Vogas used to go, like Willie Ninja and Archie, they used to go to, to the house clubs. There's a footage, you can find footage of them dancing, you know, along with the other house dancers there and all these amazing poppers even. Anyway, um, so Archie would have been the first 
Vogue class that I took and he does old way Vogue. Mm. And, um, and then from there I started, I think I took a Vogue class with him in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. And then I went back in 2010 to live in New York this time. And Benny Ninja was teaching Vogue at Perry Dance Center. So I would actually go and drop into some of his classes and, um, you know, we would do runway. We do runway for the whole lesson, literally walk. And you, you don't think walking is hard. Like it's hard, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you used to say like own the room, you know, own yeah. the room. it's just so, oh, okay. It's almost like talking. Talking's easy, right? We do it every <laughs> the minute you put on a podium with a spotlight, like you're like, mm. oh, so we do runway, we do posing. He would teach us the three different types of poses. We would just like, and he was an incredible teacher. You know, and he was in the house of Ninja. He, he was the son of Willie Ninja, mm. not biologically, but yeah, yeah, yeah. family, right? Anyway, um, so I really grew to love Vogue through him. And there used to be other Vogues who'd come into the class and they would be, like, amazing. And I'd be like, oh, how do you, how do you become that good, you know? But mm. anyway, I didn't worry about it. I was living my life. I was with my boyfriend. I, was, I had to have a balance. I wasn't there to, like, dance 24-7. I couldn't. But I would always turn up to his classes and he would just slowly mentor you, you know. So then, um, yeah, so basically like on and off over like four years, three or four years, I would do his classes. And then at one point I started practicing outside of class and um, and he, he said to me, when I was living in New York, he actually said to me like, you know, you're, you're actually getting it now. He says, you've really got the essence now. And he said, this is at Broadway Dance, and he was giving classes. He said, you know what? Don't even pay to come here. He says, I got you. I got you. Oh, wow. And he says, you're my daughter now. He says, you're my daughter now. So just come to class, he said, and, and that's it. And then a few weeks afterwards, he had a train accident in the Bronx, and I never saw him again. He's alive. Yeah. He's just not yeah. teaching Vogue. But Benny, Benny, I knew I, I learned Vogue through Benny. I loved Vogue through Benny. So when yeah. I lost him, it doesn't mean that I stopped voguing, yeah. but I felt like he was going to take me under his wing and I was going to grow. Yeah. And I, I really wanted that journey to be with him. So yeah. even though I, I vogued, even so I vogued afterwards, but I was a little bit lost, you know, yeah. I think with a lot of dance styles, like, yeah, you can go to classes, but you're really lucky if you have a mentor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You would have been that for sure. So, yeah, so I, I really learned it through him. And then when I came, I came back to, to Australia and I, like in 2014, I was living here. Um, and then, of course, I didn't feel like an expert in Vogue at all by any stretch, but nobody was really voguing in Australia. I know that Benji um, had vogued like even before me, mm. but I'm not, I'm not sure if she was in um, Sydney at that time or anyway, but nobody was teaching it. So then I, I got asked to teach it and it's a weird position because you're like, yeah, I know, I know something, but I don't feel like I'm this expert to teach. Yeah. But even so I just went, well, I'll teach and I'll teach what I know, yeah. you know, and then I'll try to keep learning this on my own, which is what I did. And then of course I went back to New York every year and I'd always go and do, you know, classes with Javier Ninja mm. and this and that. So yeah. And then I taught, I taught Carly, um, who's, an amazing Vogue femme dancer now. And um, she became super duper passionate about Vogue. Mm. Um, I like, I, I, I definitely like liked Vogue, but I wasn't like, wow, like this is my life mm. because I feel so, I feel passionate about many dance, like other dance styles as well. So I would never just give myself over to one. Yeah. You know? 
Um, but there are people who love that, you know, like Jack will die. He loves popping. So that he threw himself into that. That's his life. That's his thing. I, I know that Carly loved Vogue Fam, you know, and so she decided to create the house of Luna and asked me to be the godmother. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah to be the godmother. Cause I was the one who taught her, but yeah. then well, she went off to New York and learned with Naomi and all of this. So, and a house is basically a family, you mm. know? Yeah. So even though I might not be practicing all the time or this might not be my like thing or my specialty, even though it's something I do, yeah. um, it doesn't matter. It's you're a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can come in and out of it. And that should really be the same for all, all like crews, I guess. It's such a nice idea. I mean, I feel that sort of way with like, you know, house freedom or, you know, yeah. it's like, it's not, this legit crew or whatever, but it's just like, no, these are the people I go out and I dance with and I've been doing it for over 10 years and it's not about yeah. stuff, you know? And like, yeah. yeah, we have busy moments in our lives, but we'll come back in and yeah. we'll, yeah. But yeah, I teach, I, I, uh, now and again, I'll do like give a bow course on the street um, for beginners, like people, novices who just never, never learn, but really want to learn. And I think there are a lot of people who really identify with this dance. Yeah. That's the best way to, to like go into a dance is to go, I feel this dance in my soul, you know, <laughs> and they're the kind yeah. of people I love to teach the people who are like, this is, you know, I, I really identify with this. I want to learn it. So I've, I've made some really beautiful friends and taught some really beautiful people who I, who are still voguing. Like I had this one, one student who's also a friend and now in the house of Luna, mm. um, Geo, and they will just, you know, con- like they'll, they'll just be out in the wild and then they'll just like make a, a Vogue video on, and then he'll like send it to me and then, you know, and yeah, yeah incredible. He's, he's just like, he's living it, you know? Yeah. And that's cool. Living. Yeah. Just, um, cause we, I think, uh, time might cut out on zoom. Um, so I was just, might have to wrap up soon, but I'll just maybe ask you one or two more questions. And I was just briefly like, yeah, just wondering, like, it was really nice to hear you talk about like not being kind of chained to one style or, you know, and that, yeah, that you just kind of love dance. And I'm just wondering, yeah, what is it um, about dance that you love the most? Like, it, um, yeah, you know, like kind of why you dance. Yeah. I don't know. I dance definitely because of the music. Mm. I don't, if I don't like, uh, it's, it's music that makes me want to dance, you know. But then I also love, I love movement. I love, you know, feeling a groove, like, how your body wants to naturally move a certain way when it hears the beat or when it hears a particular song or I don't know. I've danced all my life. When I was younger, I was very expressive and, you know, so, and even now it's, I'm expressive in a very different way. Mm. So I think the one constant with dance is that it's just this way to express yourself and to pull out all these different energies inside of yourself. You know, it's just, it's, it's just pleasure and it's joy. And that's why, I, that's why I do it. Cause it makes me happy. It's that simple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, and is there anything else just before we go that you'd like, that you wanted to share? Yes. Um, well, I hope somebody interviews you cause I know you live it. <laughs> Thanks Jackie. <laughs> Make sure you get someone to interview you. I'll have to interview if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, apart from that, is there anything else that you wanted to, to, yeah, to share or? Um, not really, unless you had another question or? 
No, no. Well, I think it's probably going to cut out anytime soon. So, um, yeah, it's been really nice chatting on a personal note and as well on a dance note. Um, Thanks. The pun. <laughs> oh, not at all. It's been, it's been, yeah, such a pleasure. Um, and it's having had to do like any takes or whatever. It's like gone so smoothly. Yeah, it's been, yeah, been wonderful. Thanks so much, Jackie. Thank you. Love to you, Kimmy and Rafi. <laughs> Will do. And much love to you too. I'll hopefully right. see you in the, in the flesh soon. I know. All right. Later. <laughs> All right, Bye. Bye.